kill somebody, and you know they don't, they don't really. Like I, I literally, when I get on it on a bench, it can be a six month bench to do something I really want to do, focus on. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm gonna do. I have, I haven't done it probably four or five years where I got on a bench bench other than I got a bench for checking into healthy foods you know to to, to, to increase my testosterone which I think I've done and yeah well of course I've done because I have a divining rod in the morning but it's like I walk out here I'm in my underwear the symbol of fertility. And, 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 and I'm going, it's so cool I can walk around in my underwear now. And she goes, yes, you can. And she's just looking at me like, I go, yeah, it's a divining rod. It, it finds what it wants. Oh, pops. Like, How deep am I willing to go into this rabbit hole? <laughs> anyway. I, I agree, though. But it's, it's the like... writing. You were saying about the writing, though. I literally spent three months tearing apart the book of Philippians. Three months. That's taking every word that's in Philippians, either the simplest words even, and and going through New Testament, Old Testament, you know, expository dictionary of mm-hmm. New Testament, Old Testament words, and just putting it all together and then like I'd get done with a little section and then I'd, I'd paraphrase it in the dip which is the Dan Young paraphrase dip right. up there somewhere or in there somewhere is the book of Philippians in the dip the book yeah you know and I just got, and it was hinged, by the way, I came up with a conclusion that I can boil it down to three words. The book of Philippians is Jesus, others, and yourself. Joy. Joy. That's what brings you joy. And that's what the book of Philippians is about. So, I'm sitting here going, how in the world? Like, I don't have a degree in that. Um, I got the cornerstone, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know, humanities. And you think, like, how did I do it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you there. I feel you there. Like, a lot of my work and my essays that I do since I started since I was a little kid I'm not saying that they're they're a lot of BS but usually I can stretch the finer details of a subject as far or as short as I walked like just now I was writing that essay on the heart of darkness the book Joseph Conrad I'd never read it I never read it and read the cliff notes I, re- I read some of the cliff notes and I looked up quotes that suited my needs I know that that's not the greatest way to write a critical analysis of a novel 
because that's what I had to do. I read a, a critical research paper yeah. uh, on a book I'd never read using examples that I don't have any context for. Yeah. <laughs> and I just picked them out based on what I needed. I had to write about post-colonialism as the theme you know, that I chose. What, what is the name of the classic? Uh, uh, English 102, uh, literary, literary Analysis and Criticism. So we, we did things on like uh, a Shakespearean play, a lot of poems. Poetry was the first thing we went into, how to, how to really analyze speakers and, and plot and, and how well put together a story is rather than how to write the story. Perhaps that's why I could write is because of that class literary analysis yeah I you mean know, I and maybe that's why I could rap too <laughs> actually like, you know that sounds silly but it's true no I don't think that's silly at all and I think that it comes from a place of of music because I know how musical you guys are and I feel the same way too uh, like whenever I, I hear homeboy over there uh, rapping yeah. I'm always like he's saying words that like out of my mouth yeah. You know, I just couldn't put them as eloquently as he did. Yeah. But it, I think it's something inherently embedded in, in people with like rhythm and natural like rhythm like that. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's not difficult to come up with words if you if you know how to write a song. If you've ever written a song, you can you. It's basically putting together a sentence in a whole different way so your brain has to be able to process thematic (laughs) thematic uh, narration it has to be a systematic way of taking what's inside and putting it into words rhythmically yeah I got one for you you tell me if it's good better or best (laughs) Uh, critical analysis. I'll, I'll, right? I'll hear it. I hear it. I fell in love with you when I looked into your eyes. My heart began to sing and my soul began to cry. You touched a part of me I had never felt before. You touched the very soul of me and I began to live once more. Oof. Make me fall in love with you, Pops. It's a song I wrote. It's a song you wrote. That's really good, then. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I have that ability, and that's the one that Jamie, the producer, wanted, he wanted that song. Yeah. You know, but he, you know, he didn't have it all in writing, and I wasn't going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, if I understood the music better, I could write it. I could write the words to a song, but putting it in music is kind of hard. But when I finger pick, it's a different story. And then I've gotten away from finger picking. I don't know why. That's why I want my 12th Street back. <clears throat> we'll work on it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I remember when I was in fifth grade, I had this crush on a forgot her name I think it was Destiny I'm not sure little girl fifth grade and I wrote her a poem on my dad's computer it was the first computer we ever had yeah (laughs) 
and my dad was like oh hey like we have the computer I was like can I use it he's like for what well I have to do something for school and I wrote this one page poem about her and I can't remember exactly what I wrote but my dad looked at it and he was just like you're too young to feel that old right now you're too young to feel that old my entire family has like this quick wit when they talk uh, when they sing when they write anything yeah. most of my brothers and sisters uh, excel in, in like English and, and things that, that require more of a, a creative an analytical view rather than a mechanical analytical view if that makes sense you know creative thinking creative thinking yeah and I remember having a debate with my old guitarist from back in the day because there's a a lot of people mistake when someone says creative thinking and uh, whimsical there it's two different things someone thinks that just because it's whimsical because it's like spontaneous out of the top of your head doesn't make sense random whatever that it's somehow creative it's not the creativity is putting those immediate quick thoughts in your head into a sentence somehow that says this is what I'm feeling right now whether it's plucking your strings or writing a poem it's that's I think the main meat to it of what creativity really is creative writing takes a visual context a visual context and puts a like to it it's like watching the sky turn colors you know mm. there's there's a beauty about Kelly it's like watching the sky turn colors yeah as the sun turns as the sun goes down you know it gives you you know, it gives you that feel. And in creative writing, I think that's that's something I love to read. You know, uh, but somebody that has the ability to do that, it it, it it more than just grabs at you, but it grabs at your soul. You know, and that is real songwriters know how to do that. You know, that's why. I came up with that song. I have other songs too that I wrote, and I actually have words and music. I don't know if they're around, mm. but there's one about a kid running around in a diaper. Yeah, you told me this story. I think it's about Jay. It's it's about Jay. Yeah. yeah. Cigarette smoke dancing in the air, watching you run around. Maybe you got underwear. Maybe. <laughs> It's the, the, the second baby is like, you know, yeah. life couldn't be better. I believe it's fair. And if you don't want, you don't have to wear underwear. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. But but when it was put to music, it danced, you know, because you know you could you could visually see this kid playing and dad watching, mm. smoking a cigarette. Just oh, yeah. perfect content watching this little boy play around in his underwear. I agree. I, and that stems from just the analogous or the nature of an analogous mind. Where you are 
thinking analogies like as metaphors where is is something um i wrote this song while i was in serbia a lot of the songs that i actually wrote out there i kind of repressed back so like once i wrote them it was just to get them out yeah but there was a line in one of them so did you barf them something like that's that. what i say yeah you barf it and then you tune it you know what's funny yeah. is that's exactly how it feels it's like you yeah. you captured that that feeling pretty perfectly yeah. where it's you just have to get it out first and then afterwards it's like okay i can work with this you know but it was like one of the lines that i got uh if i can try to remember it it's you, oh, it's like you're you're finally seeing the light yeah. from the bridges that you're burning. Ooh. So it, it, what I was trying to convey was like, you know, the song's titled "Warm Your Hands, Wet Your Feet." Where uh, I'll I'll find the lyrics on my other phone and I'll, I'll I'll read them to you. But it's basically saying, you know, warm your hands, burn those bridges, and warm your hands on them because that's your light. You know that's gonna lead you out yeah. of of the toxicity, and wet your feet. Don't be afraid to cross oceans. Don't be afraid to to get onto the shore. Even if you gotta go back to shore, as long as you wet your feet a little bit in that experience, a little bit, you're like, okay, well, I felt what it is, how cold the water is. I'm gonna go back to shore now. You know, something like that. And I feel like that is such a, a good line. I'm I'm proud of it. I should yeah. say, and and, yeah. and I try to be a little more humble with the way that I write things. But when you hear something that that really like speaks out, yeah, you hear it, and it's hard to <laughs> to make it go away. Everyone that I've shown that line to has been like, "That's a good line," you know, yeah. "That's solid line." Like it captures that emotion with the the guitar, yeah. kind of good. Uh, I'll grab the guitar later and I'll just sing it to you. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll remember it easier that way. One of the, one of the things that I've learned that from listening to music is sometimes music is too wordy. You know, it's like you have one thing you want to convey, but you're trying to throw 20 things at the uh-huh. same time. And I hear a lot of music like that, but the real uh, songs that stick with you through the ages songs like oh my god there's that Barry Manilow song nobody likes Barry but that song you know it's it's like they take the one message and they dress it in different ways you know they clothe it differently but it's the same message all the way through the song you know um, like a song about forgiveness there's one that, that I listen to and I'll ball every time it's a Christian song and it's, and it's talking about how, how how could he love me you know how could he love me you know and I, I look at myself and others look at myself and I, I don't think well I'm that bad but I know in God's eyes I'm that bad you know it's just like I'm so false short of because of the talents and the gifts that he gave me I feel Stories in the Bible. 
about burying your gifts in the dirt. This is not a good thing. <laughs> so I'm at that age now, and we've been doing this thing where we talk about turning pages. You know, right now I, I feel like there's pages being turned. You know, my life's going to be different than what it was. Yeah. It's not going to be all work, you know. Um, and I, I look at it and I think, you know, I've wasted all that time where I could have been doing things that would be eternally good, you know, not just today, you know, or getting food into the house, but I could do something a little different and I could get food into somebody else's house that doesn't have, you know, or I could do something for somebody, you know, Jesus, others, and yourself, you know. To have happiness, I think that's what you got to do. You got to do something for somebody else, and that's where joy comes from. You know, our door's always been open for everybody. We've been talking about that, and it's like you know, it costs a lot of money to have somebody else in the house. I'm not saying this for any reason in particular. It's just what we've been talking about, and it's like if everybody carries their own load and I said to Kelly the other day this weekend I'm going to find out what the load is for each person for four people in a household so that's that's what you're writing on now no oh yeah I, know, I saw that I'm writing something yeah, else I was surprised that's what it breaks down that line in the middle uh where it says 900 and some bucks. Right here, 21? Yeah, that's in this house, this particular house. Now, apartment would be cheaper, you know, anything else besides home if you had four rooms or you split it up four ways. But in this house, if everybody made that in a month and put it in the pool, everything would be taken care of except for food, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, Damn, I only got to work two days <laughs> to carry my own load. That's not with everybody else's food. And that's like, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to get everybody now to figure out a price for their food and what makes them happy to eat. You know, I mean, you know what I Because it's important, right? Yeah. I think it is important. Like, you know, you like those burritos, right? So, Yo, those burritos were bomb. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would put burritos, those burritos, on my list. I would put my salad stuff on my list. And I would put the, the nuts that I like on my list, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would put... Okay, if it was just the the fruits, the vegetables, you know, the salad stuff that goes in my salad, and the nuts, and those burritos, whatever, what else is it that I really, I like a piece of steak, but not a lot, so just my steak, alright? Yeah. I could take one of those big ass steaks that we had, and that would be four meals for me of that steak and it's like maybe one for Jake and not complaining no 
on yeah. that point. But it's just like what makes me happy is important, mm-hmm. right? So I figured that's if I bought those things, you know, and and if I buy the chia seeds and the raisins and stuff, they're gonna last a lot longer than two weeks, right? We're just talking about one week. Forty dollars I could spend. Forty dollars, and that would last me two weeks. But I have to spend the initial forty dollars to make the two weeks, mm-hmm. and I have to keep the steak for myself. And I, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like I can't cook as a day you have the rest. You know? Yeah. I'd have to have that steak. I'd have to, you know, cut it in, you know, uh, four portions or whatever. I think I can make it. You know, I could buy one of those uh, tri-tips probably have steak but I, I also think I want to start having you know uh, either halibut or uh, salmon because I like tuna salmon yeah. and halibut the most out of the fish and I want more fish so I could buy one of those frozen things for 17 bucks so I could make my initial cost mm-hmm. 60 bucks stuff to make the, the fish the way I want it because I like a like a honey glazed uh, pecan or you know something yeah, yeah. on there not just normal or I like my halibut cooked in in, in a pan in yeah. the oven with milk butter <laughs> salt and pepper and yeah. you, you float it in there yeah you're it a comes discernible out, taste you know it comes out so good but so 60 bucks I realized if I had those things you know cause tuna I can get a can of tuna a small can cause I never eat more if I if I get a big can I'm gonna waste about half unless Kelly's here and then it's gone so that's why I get the big can so that's the kind of food that would make me happy so for 60 bucks even if I added 10 bucks more dressings and stuff like that 70 bucks I can eat a month and be extremely happy because that's how long that stuff will last but I can't buy the salad stuff all at once you know I have to buy I have already have the chia seeds I'm probably out of you know some of the other stuff like the I like raisins in them I like cheese in them you know and stuff like that 70 bucks I would be ecstatic and eat super healthy every day of the week and have a lot you know what I mean Mm. so I want everybody to do that and come up with what they think would make them happy you know I mean for Kelly it's gonna be uh, (laughs) mashed potatoes and gravy Yo, I, I like know. me some mashed potatoes. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's, it's not like that's an all or nothing thing. Like that's what I'm gonna do. But I, I want to want everybody to see what in my burritos and be in there. Cause you know, sometimes I just want to go. I just want the burrito. Uh-huh. You know, cause okay, it's late right now. I think I'd like a burrito. It's not like. Yeah, it's just really tasty. It's 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 a tasty convenience. Yeah. is what it is. Yeah. like we used to. I used to have 
when I was in Europe, I used to have a little tiny bag filled with gummy worms because there was only one shop in the entire city that I was sitting in that had gummy worms like for sale. And that right there was like a huge thing for me because it was a little that and, and buying a mango. That same shop was the only shop in the entire country that I saw that had one mango. They had one mango in the entire food stand and it was 300 denata. That's three bucks for a mango. do the the vape thing like like homeboy i i don't even want to start another addiction i just want to i feel you i mean i was just saying because it it might take like that edge off i don't i don't know how like here's the thing the people that i've met that vape that do the vape they don't take as much nicotine but they they do it more frequently because of the convenience than cigarettes so they end up taking way more nicotine yeah and I feel like that's what happened over here yeah yeah uh but I will I I don't know I like it better in at least in terms of uh marijuana I like the vape better than the the actual smoke I feel like I'm burning and like my throat's on fire with the smoke yeah and also like I've been having a cough and I know it's probably just because I just got over being sick. Yeah. But I'm always like paranoid, like, oh, it's maybe it's because of the smoke. <laughs> I don't know. But I do think that because of the convenience, it does make it seem like it's it's doing more. But it it is in a way a little healthier than inhaling actual smoke. Yeah. You know. Well, I honestly believe because what's in cigarettes, if you smoke the spirit cigarettes that you'd be okay I think that's kind of if if I'm going to quit I might need to switch to those because I noticed uh, I get a pack of those and they last me a day and a half, two days a pack a pack of the Marlboro Light 100s last me hopefully a day you know Usually a day, unless Kelly gets a hold of at night. Mm-hmm. She's Typical. We had ten cigarettes today. <clears throat> I got nine of my ten. You know, my friend has these cigarettes that are like air cigarettes. There's absolutely nothing in them. It they just the the inside chamber is just suctioned so that when you draw. It feels like you're actually drawing from a cigarette. Yeah. So it's engineered with, I don't know what's in there, but it's more for people that they're trying to quit, but the habit is too engraved. Yeah. That every every time that they're craving a cigarette, they do that and it actually helps alleviate it a little bit. If you're going to go cold turkey though, you got to commit. That shit's hard. I've seen the effects of that. My father quit after 10 years of smoking and went back after five years of not smoking. Yeah. 
and then quit again after a year of smoking because it was that hard. You know, I, I understand it. I get it. Well, here's, here's the deal. I quit 32 days, and it was easy to quit. I had carrots and celery with me. <clears throat> I just got better. <clears throat> and, and honestly... <clears throat> I met Kelly, that's when I started smoking again, mm-hmm. right before I met Kelly. And I was going to quit, but I noticed that it... <sighs> Plug your ears, Jay, you probably don't want to hear this. <laughs> I have very high sex drive unless I smoke. Oof, here it comes. <laughs> In the morning, that's why the divining one has been 8 to 12 hours that I haven't smoked. So, it's gone. I'm awake. <laughs> Hello. You know? And I don't have to. But in order for it to go down in the morning, if I don't smoke, it's going to be there and annoy me for a long time. And it's been like that ever since I was a teenager, you know? Hence, I got five kids. Um, you, you know, that's like my my grandfather. I it ha, I don't think this has anything to do with the smoking story, but it's my grandfather. There's an entire city in Costa Rica that is like my cousins. Yeah, that's all my cousins. Because he used to he used to be that guy that he would leave the house with one girl, walk over to to another girl's house, and then spend a couple hours with her. Then sneak into another girl's house so that her dad didn't see him and be with her. And then he would just have multiple families in that one town. Like that. I have my youngest great aunt when I was like 10 years old, 13 years old. Yeah. She was 22. <laughs> yeah, my youngest great aunt was 22. And he, he was my great grandfather. My uncle's. I have several uncles that were younger than I am. Yeah. Grandma and Grandpa were busy even at that old age, having kids. I'm like, man. But if I hadn't got fixed, I know I'd have at least eight, nine. You got fixed? Yeah. Like, after him, I said no more. How was, how was that psychologically? Because I'm changed. not going to lie, I, I thought about it. It changed a lot. Um, anybody that says it doesn't affect you is a bullshit. For me, it did. Yeah. You know, it did. It changed uh, how I felt about the whole Everything? Yeah. I mean, not just a little, but a lot. In my mind, and other people's mind probably wouldn't even affect them, but I'm different. You know, I'm wired different. I got more female things going on in my head than most guys. I don't have a total block. You know, it's, it hints the artistic abilities are there because of that stuff. I believe that's the truth. That anybody that's artistic has more crossover, if they're male, has more crossover in their brain. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's 
specifically just because uh, it, or specifically there's an inherent male or female trait I think it's more so just because you're a creative artistic person you can relate more with the being as a whole yeah. rather than just the one section you're in because most people spend their whole life going like well how does this affect me how does this affect me how does this affect me and then did you did you question then when you start uh, I'll be done real quick when you start actually thinking about you know the differences between everyone and the similarities then you start going well I know how this affects me and this is probably how it affects everyone more so than just me because for me I stubbed my toe and that made me yell but for everyone else we endured a pain and that made me roar yeah yeah I believe so Thank you.